Welcome to Divine Downloads. I'm your host, Cassandra Bodzak, and today's show is all about the keys to abundance. So I am so excited today to have Brandon Beecham on the podcast. And Brandon, in addition to being the host of Positive Head Podcast, also has a book that we're going to gift all of you guys today called The Golden Key, Modern Alchemy to Unlock Infinite Abundance. I don't know if there's a soul listening that's not like, yes, please, Brandon, tell me how. (laughs) But before we get into the, actually, there's multiple, it's not just one key, there's actually eight keys in the book that you go into. Um, I want to first hear, how did this quest for you begin? How did you, what, was there some sort of um, calling that you had to dive in to figure out this, this teaching and this mystery around abundance? Yeah, great question. And thank you so much for having me on. I'm excited to, to dive in with you. Um, And so, yeah, so a little bit of my background in what called me to to write this. For one, you know, I have on my podcast, and I'm sure you can relate to this, I have a lot of people who um, come on and, you know, have very powerful visions or, you know, I just had tea with extraterrestrials yesterday kind of thing. <laughs> and, uh, you know, just a lot of like a multidimensional type experience and things like that. Um, I'm not having a ton of those sorts of experiences. I haven't had tea with my Arcturian self yet. Um, (laughs) Although I'm open, I'm open, I'm open. Um, What I have is a lot of like, I'd say more than average synchronicity or spiritual breadcrumbs uh, stories. And in the book, it was no different. So, you know, I started on a spiritual path 20, over 20 years ago now, and 25 years ago. And at the time people were, you know, I was having my own spiritual awakening and people were like, I, I was just so shocked by what I was learning and, and feeling and re- remembering, you know, remembering yeah. the truth of the ultimate nature of reality that we're one with the source consciousness that creates and animates all things. And so I was like, you know, at the time, this is like mid, mid nineties. So people were, it wasn't, there was no Facebook or Instagram. And so that it wasn't easily. I don't know. The world's gotten smaller since then. I feel like it's like you couldn't easily get to the people that you were, you know, I was reading books, but other than that, there's no one around me. And I would talk about the stuff that I'm discovering and remembering. And people were like, Hmm, that's interesting. Or, uh, wow. You know, what are you smoking? Uh, and <laughs> go about their daily lives, you know? And it, it, in, so at the time I can only guess because it was my dharmic path. I was just so lit up about this topic in general. So it led to a now 25 year deep exploration of, you know, what it means to become aware that you are in a, you know, hologram of sorts of your own (laughs) make to, to, you know, we're God godding in a sense, God experiencing herself and playing this sort of this eternal game of cat and mouse, I believe. And so, you know, I've just been exploring that for a very long time. And then along the way, a lot of synchronicity and spiritual breadcrumbs have sort of led me, you know, one way or another uh, at key moments. And that happened August 6, 2020. I remember I woke up, I had a dream and it was deep in the COVID chrysalis at the time, uh, you know, August, a few months into it. And I woke up just, I'd had this dream about, you know, uh, the book, I always knew I would write a book and I actually started one many years ago and kind of shelved it and thought, well, maybe I'll start a podcast first and actually have someone that will want this book. And I've never (laughs) got back to it. And, um, so then I I had this dream August 6th and, uh, I, it kind of, here's what it should be about. Here's how you, here's the unique way in which you should get it out there and allow people to, to share it and share abundance along with it, kind of gamify it, if you will. So I woke up with the whole sort of concept in my head and felt very lit up about it and went and searched, does anyone use the name Golden Key? You know, and I found a, someone in 1931, a guy named Emmett Fox wrote a pamphlet or an essay uh, called The Golden Key that was very, you know, when I read the description, I got chills because it was very similar, like this gamification. I dare you just read it and try these ideas on for yourself. And it felt like, oh my gosh, this is like the next version, you know, 
uh, I wow. must be connected to this guy, you know? And then I mentioned that on the podcast and then someone sent me another famous book of his. He was one of the early people sort of bridging Christianity and, you know, uh, the, the, the sort of, I don't know, whatever you want to call our perspectives on the ultimate nature of reality, oneness. And um, so he was, er, you know, 1931, bridging this gap. And he wrote another book um, and called Sermon on the Mount. That's, I guess, his most famous. And someone's like, oh, you need to read Sermon on the Mount if you're connected to him. And I, I go and look. And sure enough, it's it was published on Amazon on, on my birthday. And, and one of my <laughs> wildest, wildest birthdays, one of my wildest synchronicities is around my birthday my dad's birthday and grandmother's birthday and great grandmother died on that day and met a soulmate on that day and her partner before me committed suicide on that day and his name was Anson and all my relatives with that birthday are from Anson North Carolina and that's just like there's like <laughs> there's like 10 there's like 10 more minutes to the story I it, it's gotten so long and ridiculous I don't I, I that's my summary version now because I get tired of hearing myself tell it all there's so much but <laughs> Uh, What's the unfolding. day though? I feel like we need to. Oh, know what the Ju- day is. July twenty eighth. Okay, watch out for I, July twenty eighth. I, I, I had an intuitive on my show years ago who's like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna go meditate on this. You know, I'm psychic. I'm gonna find out what's going on here." And I'm like, "Ooh, finally, finally, <laughs> I'm gonna get something really multidimensional. You know, something really <laughs> trippy, multidimensional, past lives. Who knows?" And as my higher self would have it go, you know, I always think about what my higher self, our higher self was just like an extension of ourselves. And so I know mine would like screw with me a lot. And, and so, I'm like, okay. so, so, you know, let's explain why mine's so sassy. Uh-huh, exactly. Exactly. So I'm like, okay, this, um, I'm going to get something really juicy here. Nope. No Arcturians, no, no battlefields and, you know, some great war. She was like, Oh, all I got was, is you're going to keep getting this as a sign. And it's a thing for you to kind of follow that those breadcrumbs. But I did find this and here she comes with this super grounded 3d thing. And it was a survey that they did in England a few years ago to try and determine what is the best day to be born. And guess what they came up with is their answer, which is the silliest thing I've ever heard. Like, how do you, how do you determine a best birthday? Like, you know, they had their logic in this, in this piece, but they, yeah, that, that was that was what I got from the, wow. the intuitive. You know, oh, you're going to get more of it. Here's a newspaper article talking about, you know, something really 3D. So, so yeah, I, I, um, <laughs> I've continued to follow those breadcrumbs. And in, in, in the another, I'll add one more thing, because you, you asked about the book, Dreamed It, the, the whole thing with Emmett Fox. Uh, then my good friend is one of the most brilliant visionary artists in, on the planet. He, um, his name is Vajra. Uh, V-A-J-R-A, if any of you guys want to check him out. His work is incredible. And I have a whole, I share actually a story of synchronicity with him in the book, The Golden Key, uh, how I met him, which led to, ooh, chills, which led to him meeting his wife um, on my show, uh, Optimistic, which is a late night style show I I shoot. They were the first visionary artist and musical guests they met, got married on 11-11 two years ago and it's 11-11 right now <laughs> as, uh, so this is his two-year anniversary shout out Vajra and the Magica happy anniversary yeah and so I, I wanted to see if he would do the cover art so I go and um you know I decide I'm like ah oh, but his process he can take years on a painting sometimes you know I, I'm trying to put this out yesterday so I you know, decide to reach out to him anyway. I tell him my whole dream and, you know, my whole spiel like I do. And he's like, okay, you done? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, okay, so let me tell you about my dream. And he gets out <laughs> his dream journal. And he's like, uh, and this, his dream happened a few months earlier, but it was so impactful. He started, he wrote it all down. He was um, the proper, I, I manage a co-living space in, in um, Venice Beach. We call them Mystic Manor. And um, we named it after the show Optimistic that we filmed here and uh, that he was on in that first episode. But um, uh, so he's, he's in his dream, he's reading it to me and he's like, he's at the Mystic Manor in his dream and he's hunting for the key to everything. And so he goes through this elaborate dream, which I was like the villain in, in some weird way. It was like a crazy <laughs> wild dream. But the whole thing was, is he was coming to the Mystic Manor to get in in and protect and the, the key to everything 
And so he said, to answer your question, will I do the cover art to your book, The Golden Key? I started it two months ago based off of this dream that I was so inspired to, you know. So he, he sends Whoa. me over. I know, isn't that wild? <laughs> so then if you see the cover art of the book, which is really epic, uh, it's from, you know, he had, his was pretty rough still. He had just only worked on it somewhat. And then another, he's, he's more of a painter type. And then my friend, who's a digital artist, they, they got together. And what you see is the final product of their collaboration. Wow. Wow. So divinely birthed into the world. I relate. That's to that. how it got here. <laughs> I love that. I love that. And yeah, just, I just love all the synchronicities and, and how everything lines up and then how you end up, you know, here on the recording, the podcast on 11. 11. <laughs> I, I know you can't make this stuff up. It's like, Oh yeah, of you course. Can. And me and him are, it's like, there's a whole really long story of him and I, um, in a painting that I own of his that led to our meeting. And it, it was a whole lesson for us both in this whole journey that led to his marriage and led to a great, great friendship. And so. Uh, it just, it really is amazing when you start attuning yourself to seeing the different like breadcrumbs as you would call, as you called it, or the little, yeah. you know, the little dots, right. As they start connecting. And, um, and one of the things I always think of, you know, when I think of my work and you just remind me of this so much is, I always say it's about like allowing people to see the world in a more magical way, yeah. right? Allowing them to attune to the magic that's always, it's already there, right? Yeah. But actually getting to live in that and being like, oh my God, and this and this. And then you start realizing, you know, how everything's just flowing for you. Um, yeah. But I want to get into, so someone watching this or listening to this, whether, wherever they are, um, who's feeling particularly stuck around abundance, who is feeling like, I feel like, you know, I love that you wrote this book, you know, around abundance. And I know it's also abundance in the greater aspect of what abundance is, right? But let's, mm -hmm. let's also, let's do financial abundance and then greater abundance as well. Because I feel like, you know, when we enter into the spiritual world, a thing, a lot of, um, I call it edging, but I'm sure there's another different word. We say like, oh, this, all this, I believe all of this, but not in this area of my life. Right. right. And so I can like attune to the magic and believe the synchronicities and know that like everything's happening for me and not to me. Um, mm -hmm. But a lot of people really struggle with that around money. Yeah. Where do, where, where do we begin? Yeah. Well, first thing, if you know, first thing I would suggest, if you happen to know of a bank that has like low security, right, <laughs> you can... <laughs> you can rectify this real quick like in the old west it was simple <laughs> so, you know once you understand no don't rob a bank please please i don't i'm not I, i'm not going to bail you out with extra abundance um so you know it's it's understanding understanding as i like to say when you really get something at a deeper level and understand it's and understand its connection to this narrative of it's all an extension of me. I mean, think of it in those terms alone. If, if it's truly not just some, you know, frou-frou, woo-woo kind of concept that all is one, like, no, all is literally one. You are an extension of the source consciousness that creates and animates all things. You're literally talking to and listening to vibrations of energy coming across, you know, airwaves, however you're receiving this message, it's just energy. And it's an extension of your energy. And everything is an extension of your energy for, for that matter. So are you abundant? You built this place. <laughs> you just, you have amnesia. <laughs> did, did you ever see the Matrix movies? Yes. I, I always, when I say that, I always instantly think of, there's, I think it might be in the second one or it's not in the first one. It's like second one where he gets stuck in the in-between worlds and mm -hmm. it's the train man. And, and, and he's just like in a subway station and there's a train man that comes through and Neo has just gotten all his powers, but he's in the in-between world, in between, you know, the matrix and the, the real world. And, and so he goes in and he confronts the train man, who's this kind of like sketchy character and Neo thinks he's going to break bad on him. And he's like, you, you know, and the train man like knocks him out. It's like, I don't think you understand. I built this place. You know, I always think yeah. of it every time I say it. It's like, like, no, this is me. my domain. Like, we're, you're in the in-between realm. You don't got no power here. So you, you, 
the opposite for you. You built this place. You don't remember necessarily saying, oh, trees could look like this and mountains could look like this. And I'll take on this avatar at this in this particular timeline of 2021 or whatever. You just because you don't remember it doesn't mean it didn't happen. You know, just like when you're sleeping at night and the bear is chasing you through the woods and you wake up and you're like, oh my gosh, I thought there was a bear about to get me. I forgot. I was, you know, Brandon laying in bed and, you know, really I'm in Venice beach and there are no bears here. So, um, you know, it's, it's really starting to tap into that feeling of knowing that knowing of who and what you are. That's why faith is so important. It's like most people are doing something like work in order to have something like money in order to be something like happy. Well, if you, it actually works the other way around. You be something like happy, you find yourself doing and having the things that are a reflection of that happiness. And, and really all monergy is, is a type of energy that's a tool to, to accomplish things in this particular uh, video game called life on planet earth and in, in this time frame, you know, in 2021. So yeah. it, it's, it's really just learning to, you know, that's the beginning point It's learning to shift the narrative around the, the nature of the situation in which you find yourself. And if it's all an extension of you, that includes all the physical abundance on the planet, be the not, you know, in, in the solar system, in the known universe, in the non, you know, beyond the known physical universe, it's all in some way, shape, or form connected to you. So it's a matter of, you know, learning how to turn the spigot back on. You know, mm. I can have I can have a infinite ocean of water in my backyard, but if I don't go and take the steps to get there, then all of a sudden it becomes inaccessible and I dehydrate, you know, I, I I literally melt from the sun's rays and can't ever cool off or, you know, a lake, yeah. I can't drink yeah. it. Um, so so it's really, that's what people are doing. They're, a lot of times they're sitting on the back of a whale fishing for a minnow, not realizing mm. they have all of this under them and within them and accessible. So that's really what the book is about is like, okay, here's some of the, my 25 years of exploration. Um, here's my sort of perspective on how to start unlocking some of those uh, barriers that we've, we've built for ourselves. And by the way, those barriers are a necessary tool. When you are so infinitely abundant, like you actually are, and you have eternity and time is an illusion, like, you know, Einstein proved that, you know, if you shoot me in outer space and bring me back a day later, I'm a day older and you, you, you know, you're a hundred years gone or whatever. And so it's, it's like when you have infinity and you're all that is, it becomes meaningless. There's no contrast. Have the experience of not having financial abundance or any form of abundance for that matter, and then get to experience again. And that contrast makes it mean something. Mm. So really that's, it's, a, it's all a tool. Your lack of abundance or lack of financial abundance up to this point, isn't something to shake your fist at and hate. And there's a problem. There is no problem. There's only solutions. You know, you, you, you've thankfully you've had that experience so that in the, moments moving forward, you can now use that contrast to shift your narrative and your perspective and actions so that you allow more to flow in from the tap. And now it really means something, you know, Mm. I always think of, I always think of my, my brother, I tell this story a lot where, you know, he, he's, he's definitely someone who likes the finer things. He's very meticulous and, you know, has had lots of fancy meals in his life. But if you ask him, what is the best meal you ever had? He'll tell you, uh, you know, he went and when he was in his early 20s, he he got in trouble, I think, having a beer on the beach or something, and he never paid the ticket. Uh, actually, near where you live, down in Orange County, uh, Huntington <laughs> Beach, I think, is where he was at. Oh, no. And he did, and he and he didn't, he didn't ever pay that ticket. And years later, he got pulled over, and they had a warrant for his arrest. He had completely forgotten about it, so they took him to jail, and he oh. went to jail for like five days. Somehow, he ended up in there a really long time too. Oh, and here God. now. My brother is the most sensitive soul I know, like he's a cancer and just very, very sensitive, you know, individual, very creative, very sensitive. So him and that environment was like not a match, you know? And so he came out, I remember they called, he called me and it was like 1201, you know, just after midnight. So they could charge for one more day for him. Uh, They keep you past midnight and then, um, you know, come pick me up. 
went and picked him up. He's just kind of shell-shocked, traumatized a little bit. And I, I got home at two in the morning and I cooked him a Hot Pocket. And if you ask him to this day, what is the best meal you ever, you ever had? Guess what he'll tell you? The that Hot, hot pocket. pocket, yeah. Why? Because he had the contrast. He had the perspective. And so that's really what your soul, that's the dance that your soul is doing. So don't mm. hate the, the contrast that you've experienced of non-abundance. Just understand it's a tool and it's as valid of an experience as being, you know, um, Elon Musk or, you know, the richest man in the world. It's just as, it's just as valid of an experience to be had. Uh, it doesn't make you any less. You can, you can play and forget who and what you are, but that doesn't change the truth of who and what you are. And at any point in time, and if you're listening to this broadcast, you, you know, Water seeks its own level, you, you know, that which is like unto itself is drawn out of the infinite things vying for your attention. You wouldn't be hearing my voice in this moment, Cassandra in this moment, if this information wasn't a vibrational match for where you were at at this moment, right? So you already know you're turning a corner by virtue of the fact that you are literally buzzing from feeling, but because beneath the words, there's an energetic offering that's happening. And so, you know, congratulations, you're already turning the corner right now. And so, you know, that's, that's what comes up for me when you ask that question. I, I love that so much. I, you know, it reminds me of, I had, I was on a meditation retreat um, a couple years ago and I had this experience in one of the meditations where for lack of a better vocabulary of explaining it, I fell in love with my own comeback story. I mm. fell in love with you know it's like I saw these in the meditation I saw these images of like all of the things that I've struggled with I've overcome I saw like all of these gnarlier parts of my my life and um and I fell in love with the me that called that in right that like chose to have that experience as part of her earth journey um and that whole evolution of that, right? How, and I love what the way that you're saying it because I, I haven't really heard it said in that way about enjoying like the, the juiciness of the contrast really. And yeah. it is so true that, you know, I, what money means to me um, is so beautiful because mm -hmm. of my experiences of contrast in the past mm -hmm. and yeah. the fact that you know I you know there was a, a point in my in my life where I was on food stamps and I would make like rice and beans and like corn and this like concoction of like a Tupperware and I would like scoop it out and eat it you know and so there is like a part of me that like yeah right now I'll go to the like juice bar and I'll spend like 30 bucks on like a juice and a salad or whatever gluten-free vegan cookie right and and that being able to do that is never mm -hmm. lost on me right yeah. like when yep. I do that that feels incredibly abundant to me and yeah. I'm very in touch with that and I don't think I would be and um I would be if that was something that had always been so easily mm -hmm. accessible to me you know there's a joy yeah. in that and that's really beautiful to point out because I know so many times and some some of the languaging in the let's say I don't know law of attraction spiritual pop culture whatever mm -hmm. world mm -hmm. kind of makes you feel like if you're attracting like an experience or attracting an experience like that mm -hmm. you have that contrast in your life that it's because you're doing something wrong right yeah that's it, a great point and, um, you know, you talked about your own journey, you know, the hero's journey is, if you look at any great movie, any great film, it's always the hero's journey. And this, there's a whole, you know, it's like a, it's a formula. And the reason we love it, Star Wars, great example of a hero's journey tale, right? And the reason we love that story, because it's mankind's story. And I mean, I have my own hero's journey story in business and betrayal and losing it all. And here's $30 million and 12 hours later losing it. And like, you know, like it's a hero's journey tale and out of the ashes comes the hero, you know, it, it's, it's obvious, you know, it's like a setup. 
So you can shake your fist at the the setup that you actually, you you know, your life is your soul's um, work of art. You know, you this is like the story that you you co. We're, we're doing a dance of co-creation, I believe, and that's where I think it gets kind of tricky around the law of attraction stuff. And I touch on this in the book. It's like it's not just the vibrational offering that I'm making right now. Okay, I want the Porsche to show up in the driveway, right? It's okay, what is your vibrational offering now? What was your vibrational offering last week? How about last month? How about when 10 years ago? How about in another lifetime? Because it's all happening in the eternal now, time is an illusion. And so all of this, these vibrational offerings are going into a pot of stew that is cooking up what actually shows up. What has mm. been written into the narrative of this particular avatar, you know, Brandon Beecham. Okay, well, from this moment forward, probably not too, there's many, many possible outcomes from this moment forward. Um, you know, but there's probably not a version where I go on to become the center of the Los Angeles Lakers. You know, um, yeah. I, I mean, it could happen, but probably yeah. not that likely. Um, and <laughs> so it's sort of like, okay, well, oh, what are some of the predefined things? You know, if you came into your life and your your legs, you know, you, you were born without legs, you probably didn't come into this life to be the world's fastest runner, right? That wasn't yeah. part of the experience that wanted to be had by the soul. So, so you start, okay, well, what is my you know, I always say we're playing with our with our desire for what we want to call in and co-create next with this dance we're doing with our higher self. Um, we're playing checkers and our higher self is playing chess. It sees the board and much more. So so that's why it's really important to trust the mystery is actually one of the keys in the book. Learning to trust. Okay, I can have a expectation. Some people would say expectation is the enemy. I don't believe that attachment is, is the problem. So you have an expectation based off of everything you know of where you want to navigate to next and trust that there's more to it that you can't even see. And a lot of times you're being protected from what you think you want for yourself, you know? And you look at it as like, oh, this law of attraction thing didn't work. It's like, well, it's, it's, more, it's a little more complicated than that. There's a lot of, lot of factors. And so when you can let go of the need for any of it to show up in any particular way, that's when you're truly free. And so, you know, that's, that's what it's about is, is just getting into, okay, based off what I know, this is what I'm going to put my energy into. This is the vision I'm going to hold. These are the action steps I'm going to take to, to meet it halfway. And I'm going to let all that go. If there's something this or something better, right? Exactly. And, so. and, and that part of it is, is useful it's useful in the way of uh, sometimes the thing that we desire to the best of our knowledge of what the thing we're aiming for we're moving towards it really is like a like a guidepost right it's meant yeah. to like yep. put us on a certain direction based on what we're able to in my words i say hold right now right yeah. so if there's let's say if someone like wants that like you know the ceo position at their company or whatnot and mm -hmm. that's because they're at a certain company right now and that seems like what the the top of the mountain would be there but and they do those things and then what they can't see maybe is that there's like another company that's even more aligned that's going to be even better that's going to come in and yep. scoop them up right but we needed yep. that we need that original aim to be able yeah. to move towards it and to be flexible and open i love that trusting the mystery to know that yep. I'm meant to be on this direction. That's what we do know. And where it's going to lead me, I have to also leave that, leave some room for it being even greater than what I can, you know, in my human envision yep. at this moment. Yeah. Yeah. It, it takes some of the pressure off, right? We think we've <laughs> got to have it all figured out. You don't have to have, have it all figured out. You need to focus on your, you know, acceptance and surrender to what is follow that follow, learn how to follow your inner guidance uh, to the best of your ability. And then, you know, here's the thing, anything that comes is it's for you. So, you know, Charles Bukowski said, all that matters, well, to kind of paraphrase, all that matters is how gracefully we walk, walk through the fire. So instead of kicking and screaming, you know, at life and like it should have this and should it to death, right? <laughs> don't yeah. should should your life to death. There, it, it's it's literally I, I you know I like to say 
source, higher self, God, consciousness, the universe, whatever you want to call it, has never made a mistake. It's all perfect. It's perfectly imperfect. Everyone is getting exactly what they need to become the next greatest and grandest version of themselves. And if you really trust that, it takes so much pressure off. You know, you, you are worthy by virtue of being who and what you are at your core. There, there's nothing you need to do to prove yourself. You, could, you couldn't do enough to make yourself more valuable than you are already. Mm, yeah, that's beautiful. You couldn't do enough to make yourself more valuable than you are already. So maybe out of the keys that are in this book, what is there one or two maybe that you would share to someone that was listening to this right now and is like, okay, I want to turn that corner to the best of my ability. Maybe they've mm -hmm. been in a space of really feeling like life is just not working. And I don't mm -hmm. know why it's not, they feel that way. It's not working, mm -hmm. whether it's, you know, something they want to happen in their love life or something they want to happen in their career life or financials or whatever it is. What of the keys do you think would be helpful for them to hear about? Mm. You know, one of the keys is love what comes. And when you can get into, it's like trusting the mystery, trusting what comes, and then taking it even further, you train yourself to actually keep your heart open in, in all situations. Like, mm. So um, there's a great book by Michael Singer called The Untethered Soul. Are you familiar uh, with it? I make all of my clients read this. <laughs> okay, of course you do. So you know, what, I, what I love about The Untethered Soul is he talks about the heart being not just a physical valve, but an energetic spiritual valve in a sense. And so mm -hmm. our connection to source, higher self, the universe is through the heart being opened. And what a lot of people don't realize is, you know, we have this, you know, it's like a Ferrari, having a Ferrari that you're constantly smashing on the, the, the gas and then the brake and then the gas and then the brake. You're never getting the most out of your vehicle your biological vehicle, if you're <laughs> constantly starting and stopping and starting and stopping and you getting, that gives you these mixed results and what to, to keep the gas flowing, keep your heart open because this is how chi or source energy is flowing through you. So if, you know, most people, it's a, a very subconscious. It's like, Oh, if I smell a smell of my grandmother's cookies. It reminds me of my grandmother's cookies and it's a fond memory. My heart blasts open. If I smell a smell of something that reminds me of you know, daily beatings that I got from my grandfather, my heart's going to close, right? So once you understand, if you, you start training yourself to just check in all the time, is my heart mm -hmm. open or is my heart closed? Is my heart open or is my heart closed? And if, if I can start becoming aware, instead of this being a subconscious thing, which for most people it is, it's just happening by virtue of what's, they're, they're reacting to their environment instead of proacting. And so yeah. once you become proactive, I'm deciding how I'm going to show up regardless of what's there when I get there. I'm going to have my heart open. You know, Eckhart Tolle puts it well. He goes, can I be the space for this? Mm. You know, can I be the space for this? And the, the answer is you can, which is why you, and you wouldn't be there if you couldn't. So this is how we expand and grow in these times when we normally shut our heart. You're saying, okay, I want more out of life and it's not working for me. Guess what? know why it's not working, you're resistant to it. Just you, by virtue of you saying it's not working shows that you have shut your heart down to it, right? And it is working. It's giving you exactly what you need in order to break through. Smooth seas never made for a skilled sailor and you came to be a skilled sailor. So yeah, it's not working slash helping you to work out the muscle that you need to break through the, the resistance to what is. And so once you can surrender to that resistance and just whatever arises, love it, love what comes, you know, whatever Matt Kahn says, whatever arises, love that. Yeah. Whatever you start training yourself in this way. I don't necessarily, I wouldn't have chosen this for myself, Cassandra. This is not, wasn't my vision, but you know what? I trust the mystery. I trust that the dance of higher self that I'm co-creating with knows what it's doing. It's playing chess. I'm playing checkers. I surrender to it. I'm going to open my heart to it. And then what you resist persists. Now you're not resisting what you accept, you move through. And then mm. this is how you get on the fast track to then all of a sudden you're loving what is. Well, the universe says, hmm, well, Cassandra's being loved. 
So let me send more things that are a reflection and appear loving. All of a sudden things start getting more unicorn and butterfly and rainbow looking, right? But you, you're being it to see it, not the other way around, you know? And I love that because it's the very, the, the most pure distillation of being it to seeing it, right? It's like, you know, yep. you don't have to even like think about embodying all these other things, right? Like one of the things I, I do love to do and I love to teach is like embodying your future self and that like next level frequency and all of that. But it's like, we can simplify it way even more. You just embody the pure essence of who you are, which is love. And I love that visual of literally, it's like this divine flow that you like open yourself up to receive in those moments that you're, heart is open and you know I'm so glad that you brought that up as a response to that because you know it reminds me again I feel like I've always my stories from my meditation retreats but that's what I like to do you know and (laughs) um I remember at the end of one meditation retreat our teacher was talking about and and here's the thing when I go to these retreats one of the things that I think I got hooked on (laughs) is because my heart is so open right? I walk in the door and my heart's like, right? And like it explodes. I don't even have to start meditating. It just explodes being in the environment because I'm surrounded by all these other people who came here want to do the same thing of the same intentions as me. And it's so easy for my heart to open, right? Just like you said, sometimes it's so easy. You see like a cute baby or a puppy or, you know, someone that you love and your heart is hopefully naturally opens in those certain occasions. But, you know, my teacher was saying as we were leaving, he was like, all of you and it was funny because we were at a a hotel and the management at the hotel questioned him about if they were giving out certain illicit substances because Mm. we were all so happy they were like Mm -hmm. it's unnerving how happy and sweet and joyful and kind all of these like this group of people are and how sad is it that that's the first thing that they have to jump to but of course you know we weren't we were just high on our own supply um and you know and and it's like when you leave that environment he he said he was like now it's your choice now like you know what it feels like you have that awareness of this is this is what's possible like it's actually possible Mm -hmm. for me to walk throughout my day and feel this much love and feel this way and so I love what you said and like to have listeners at home think of a situation that naturally opens your heart think of you know whether it's you know someone in your family you deeply love a pet that you love you know, just, you know, a heartwarming, you know, story on the news about something positive that happened and attune your conscious mind to what it feels like when -hmm. your heart is open. So that then when you, what a beautiful game to play. It is. It really is. And it's like, you know, what, what he talked about in that book is once you become conscious of the only thing that matters, the only game in town is managing my vibration and keeping my heart open. If I keep my heart open, it's like keeping the faucet on all the time. So what happens is I'm now my heart open, open, open energy, source energy flowing through me, flowing through me. It's overflowing. It starts overflowing. And, and what does that look and feel like? Really good, (laughs) you know? And so it's, it's source energy is just permeating all around you. And people now are drawn to you. Like, what is it about Cassandra that feels so good to be around? It's like, well, you're just spilling all this, you know, chi into, that's what was happening at your event, right? You guys, and it's even easier when you get collectively in a group and you start feeding off each other and, you know, uh, pinging off of each other. And that's exactly what was happening. And it's just like raising the vibration, creating a container that's just like palpable to anyone. And that's what your life can then become, you know? And it's, it's one thing to understand it theoretically, and it's another to, to apply it, you know, everyone's got a plan till you get punched in the face, right? And exactly. that's Mike Tyson put it. And so you just know you're going to fall off sometimes and slip into unconsciousness and, you know, negativity or, and that's okay. You know, one of the worst parts about the, the worst thing you can do when that happens is to beat yourself up for, for landing there. Love, what, love yourself there. Oh, oh, I just fell off. I really went into a tantrum and a fit and was negative and definitely cut myself off from source and no wonder I'm hurting. I'm, I'm not getting any, any, you know, spiritual gas. And so it's like, 
and, and I'm just going to love myself here. And that's okay. I, I love that part of myself too. And then that boom, that starts opening you back up. Understanding that every moment is as, as is every moment is as divine as every other moment. This moment is as divine as any other other moment ever has been or could be or will be. So when you start understanding these mundane moments, Monday at two o'clock, you know, at the copier, you know, uh, that moment is as divine and beautiful as any other moment ever has been, could be, or will be. The only thing that shifts it to be, your job is to perceive it and to bring it out and to call it forth and to see the beauty in it. And by doing that, it's like the guy, I'm forgetting his name now, but he's famous for writing about his experience in the concentration camp. Uh, where he talked about finding the beauty in oh, the fish in his soup. Yes, yes, thank you. You know, and it's like, ah, that's the magic, you know. And, you know, you start looking at what's, oh, what's behind that story? Well, there's a soul that actually architected the the whole thing, you know. And one of my favorite books is, is um, probably my favorite book is The Little Soul in the Sun by Neil Donald Walsh. It's a children's book. Oh, I, I highly recommend one. it for for, for children for children from nine to ninety nine. I highly recommend <laughs> right. it, and it's it, it's like the story of us, and talks about you know how we wanted to experience this new radical concept called forgiveness, but who to forgive? There's no such thing to forgive in all perfect heaven heavenly state. Oh, a soul steps forward. I love you so much. I'll lose myself and suffer so that I can become negative enough to do this awful thing to you. So you can have the experience of, of appreciating the fish head soup, right? And I'll, I'll suffer to get there for you because I love you that much. Wow, right? Talk about really a shift in understanding of, understanding of what's going on here. Yeah. It allows you to bring love and compassion to so much. Yeah. I love, I mean, I, I love that. I'm definitely going to check out that book and you I won't be sorry. <laughs> um, and I just love that. I love this whole conversation. This is so, it's so, it's so wonderful because it's, it's wonderful to have a conversation about abundance that is so all encompassing. Yeah. Um, which is the shortcut to abundance is, uh, appreciating what you already have. That's, that's the ultimate shortcut. Like you, you, you're abundant right now. You've got so much you can rattle off right now. That's a shortcut. Which is, which is essentially a, just another way of getting to what we just talked about, right? It's like yep. when you're in appreciation, your heart's open, right? Yep. When you're focusing on that, when you're focusing on, wow, like how beautiful is it the sun coming in through the window or how wonderful it is that like part of my job is getting to have conversations like this that I wouldn't have anyway right you know when we focus on those little things and and it's such an um I think I I think you talk about this in the book and I I don't know if it's one of the keys maybe I'm going to spoil one but about our focus right about how you know focus your flow focus your flow energy flows where your focus goes And it's the same thing with that, like through where we decide to attune our focus to decides whether or not our heart opens and decides whether we're in that stream of abundance or gratitude. Um, And how in every moment we were just joking before we started recording, right? Well, I was just like, how are you doing? Whatever we were saying, like no complaints, right? And it's like, why would we complain? Yeah, right. We could anyone could complain, right? Like we're all human. There's always going to be something to complain about and there's always going to be something we could appreciate, right? And we get to make that choice, either close our heart in that moment or to, you know, to choose to to appreciate the thing because it's always right there, there as well. It always, it, it, you know, I, I like to say that most things are neutral by design and then the filter that we put on them determine if you start paying attention to your life it's like i remember an old business partner and i was like he showed up in my life in dramatic fashion i was like i'm not sure if you're you know a a devil or an angel you know And, (laughs) and i meant it because you know what he's both depending on we create people in our and when you start playing with the idea and i go into this in the book that you are the lead actor actress in your own private movie 
and everything is 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 an extension of you. You're the star in this particular drama, right? And and I'm a prop in your movie, literally an extension of your consciousness that you painted in this image. And so, and there's enough room for all of us to be the star of our own movie. And we're all you're a prop in my movie. And of course I make it. I'm the only one here, you know? Yeah. And so <laughs> I start like, you know, I'm not experiencing through any other lens. Like uh, there was a great um, image I saw by this guy, Nassim, quantum physicist, Nassim Haramain, if you've ever heard of him a while back. And he posted this, it was like a, it was like a 3D graph that was like twisting and it had like the graph node points all. And he's like, imagine this twisting infinitely in all directions, right? And however, if you go to any of the, one of the nodes, that's the center. And that's what you and I, we're a node of source consciousness and we're the center in our own private, you know, story, our own private drama, our own private movie. And so you start realizing like, oh, hold on. People are showing up the way I create them. They're, they, there's many timelines where, you know, they show up this way, that way, and everything in between, because source is so infinite, it plays out all the possibilities. So it's, it's not, you know, I always say our life plays out at the corner of free will and destiny. It's, it's, it's destined because it's all already happened. Time is an illusion. My fifth birthday party is happening on another channel. I'm just not tuned into it right now, just like a radio receiver tuned to a different channel. Future is happening on another channel. I'm just not tuned into it. I, I got to see this firsthand the first time I ever went to a psychic she's like oh I see you in a cold place like Chicago in business I was planning this was in Atlanta Georgia where this was happening this reading I was planning to move to Chicago and work in business and so my jaw hit the floor and she's like but there's this whole other path in California and music and a year later um with sort of my own awakening happening oh my gosh I'm one with everything I'm source I can create anything I want to be in a band oh I started a band and then I met someone from California and here we are so she was seeing the potential that's what I believe feeling into the potential Brandon's in that moment and you know the the, the Chicago one was more in my field in that moment you know yeah. um and but little did I know there was a whole other path which I ended up taking so from this moment forward, there are many versions of you, you know, which one do you want to experience? You want to experience the greatest and grandest one, the one that's the most rewarding, the most fantastical, right? The, the good news is time is an illusion. So source has already been there, done that and gotten the t-shirt. You just have to catch up with it vibrationally. Your only job is to manage your vibration, be it to see it. And you literally navigate in and out of potential realities with your vibrational offering. So like uh, Wayne Dyer, who I'm sure you're from, familiar with, great teacher on this these subjects uh yes. you know before he passed he i remember him telling the story of you know people would recognize him in public um and someone came up to him and says oh you know dr dyer it's so good to see you here like at a grocery store i just moved to town and you know uh i know you live here and i see you you know you're here here you are like you've been here for a long time i loved it where i lived before you know, do you think I'm uh, going to love it here just the same? You know, and they raved about where they had moved from. He goes, oh, I think you're going to find pretty much the same thing that you found where you were before. Within like 30 minutes, someone else recognized him, came up to him. Dr. Dyer, oh, I recognize you. Um, you know, I just moved here. You've been here a long time. And, you know, my last place, it was, oh, people were awful and ugly and <laughs> so close-minded and this and that. And so, you know, we moved here to get away from that. <laughs> and, um, you know, do you think we're going to find it's, you know, different here and we're going to love it here? He said, unfortunately, I think you're going to find pretty much the same thing that you found there. And so that's the perfect story to show. Like, you literally are creating it with you, you know, if you don't want something, give it no attention, right? You can observe it. It doesn't mean to ignore a problem, right? Walk into oncoming traffic, you know observe what it is that you don't want be grateful that you've gotten the information as contrast because you can't really know what you want unless you know what you don't want mm -hmm. um and so once you have it give it no more attention turn all of your attention you know before something and against nothing you know the Wright brothers did not learn how to fly by contemplating the stain on the ground of things Right? <laughs> mother mother Teresa, they came to and she understood this all too well they came to her they were going to do a million man march against you know people women man march against uh, uh the war in vietnam and they wanted her to be a key 
part of that, you know, and a you know, public figure that's in the face. And she's like, I'll never do that, but have a March for Peace and I'll be there. Right. Because she understood. She understood where, where attention goes, energy flows. So what would you say, just to play a little bit devil's, ad, devil's advocate on this, just because sure. of other things that I've heard, um, mm-hmm. that, you know, from like the Abraham Hicks school, which agrees with a lot of what you're saying, but mm-hmm. also they do say, so for instance, if the thing that you don't want that you're seeing is like your low back bank account, right? Let's say that, mm-hmm. that, 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 or whatever. Um, you're not seeing the numbers you want in your bank account. And the thing you want to see is abundance in that bank account or money free flowing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, would you say, well, I think, I think from the Abraham Hicks school of things, they would say that if you focus too much on what you want to see, you're also activating the vibration of mm-hmm. the contrast, right? So mm-hmm. in that practical instance, what would you tell some, what would you tell them to focus on maybe just something completely different that brings them joy? It's a great question. And this is where I tried to really go into the book to explain. There's a lot of factors uh, that are, are you know, uh, a lot of ingredients that are going into the soup of manifestation. And so if I'm focused so much on, you know, I want more, I want more, I need more money in my bank account. What, what, what energy is that? You know, it's, it's an energy, an energy of, of not enough, not enough. I, I, I'm not okay with what is, I don't accept and love what has arisen the, the mm-hmm. moment of lack of abundance. And I'm, I'm, I'm chasing this thing that I think is the answer to my vibrational issue of not enoughness. And, and so it pushes it away. Mm-hmm. It pushes it away when you get into that state seeing the low bank account, accepting it. And then what can I do to, to um, match first, get in the vibration of what it feels like to, you know, like we've talked about, like, wow, hold on. I'm really like, when I say that you, you built this place, that's how abundant you are. You're, you literally created the concept of money and have amnesia to that truth. Like, yeah. wow, you, you weren't created on the day you were born 35 years ago or however old you are listening, you know, uh, or however young you are listening, rather. Um, you, you manifested in the physical dimension then. You are an infinite being, creator being, beyond measure that you just by design gave yourself amnesia so you could have this experience and it means something. You, that's how powerful you are. When you feel into that, it's like, it's like the great cosmic giggle. It's like, what, a, what a, oh my gosh, to, 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 w- to wake up from the dream realizing you're the prince in the ca- princess in the castle, you know? It's like playing the pauper. And so, you know, you tap into that reality and feeling that energy. Now it's like, okay, everything else is kind of icing on the cake. Like, you know, the first book ever written uh, by a woman that was pr- or printed uh, mass um, uh, duplicated was Julianne of Norwich, I believe. That, yeah. And um, she, it was like 1200s, 1300s. And she had this experience of, uh, of experiencing Christ. And she was very sick and experienced Christ. And this is like, you know, dark ages kind of where it was like hell and brimstone and you know and she her experience was really i think blissful and and one of the things she came back being shown from her powerful experience on the brink of death was she said all shall be well and all shall be well and all manner of things shall be well and at the end when all the chess pieces go back in the box you are the ultimate lottery ticket you know you already won so getting into that truth and then navigating with a smile through the, the challenges, right? And knowing that your, your triggers are your, your, your treasures, or the challenges are, are blessings in disguise. Then it's like, yeah, you can look at the, the low bank account and, and be grateful. Be grateful for that contrast. You can see the bank account and the things that you want to do to now change it. And you're approaching it in a childlike, joyful, playful manner not uh, urgency of like lack of there's not enough and I'm tense. And so that's really the, the, what it comes down to is what is your, your vibration around as you navigate through it all. I love that. That's just so powerful to, to keep reminding yourself. And I, I encourage uh, listeners because I feel like you've dropped so much 
gold um, on this podcast to re-listen to this a few times. Um, get that download, get it in, right? About that you built this, right? I feel like we all need to have like little stickers on our desk. It's like, remember, mm. you built this, you or maybe on the back place. of our phones, <laughs> right? Little phone yeah. alert. Don't forget, you built this. <laughs> like 3 p.m. when you're about to yeah. hit that afternoon slump. <laughs> you built this. <laughs> you're like, okay. Uh. <laughs> Thanks, Brandon. Um, yeah, what a um, shitty designer I am. Huh? <laughs> what did I do here? Um, but having that, it's so true because it's like, you know, um, thinking about that, you know, uh, the, the first book I ever wrote was a food book um, about loving your body, connecting to your body's wisdom, right? And on the back cover, I always thought it was so like whatever you know and you you get a book published someone just yanks a quote and like puts it on the back cover you really have no choice in what they're picking right and but the quote that they picked was um you can eat kale from a place of self-hate or you can eat kale from a place of self-love something like that right mm. and mm-hmm. i feel like it, it, it's so it's so true to exactly what you said right it's like someone could be submitting job interview like job not interviews job uh, applications or whatever people do these days online right could be doing that from a place of like such joy and such open-heartedness and such excitement for what possibilities could be before them or you could be doing the exact same thing from that place of i'm not good enough i need to figure something out like right we get to choose and and again i just also love that so many good gems in this um episode um the analogy of the fact that we're running our own movie this is our movie and you get to decide is that like i mean is that an upbeat movie montage while you're sending out those job job applications right yep, right, right. <laughs> you know how does what it energy end? are you bringing to the what 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 vibration are you bringing to the mundane and that's what transmutes it from being mundane which then leads to more fantastical experiences that are a vibrational match for the fact that you're being fantastical it's you know it's incredible it's incredible. It's incredible. Is there any final thoughts? You've given us so much. Is there any final thoughts you want to mm. leave us with before you share with everyone how to get there, get the book and find yeah, out more yeah, about yeah. you? Absolutely. Yeah. So um, yeah, I think that the most important thing that I can leave you with is remembering, re-remembering, coming back to the truth of who and what you are, that you are as worthy as any other being ever has been, could be, or will be. Your your game of comparison is cute and ridiculous because you are completely unique. Comparing you is makes no sense. So, you know, I challenge you to it's always the only thing I'm good at is is the stories that I tell. I, I make uh, something happens and I find a, a good spin on it. You know, that's really I, I made up years back. I don't believe in getting sick. I just made it up and I just would tell it to who and every, anyone who listens, you know, and, and it's like, you were just talking about with food a little bit ago. It's like, it, it, I'm not going to say I've never been sick, but compared to the average person, like hardly, I've never been in a hospital. I've never, you know, it's been an incredible journey of wellness. My, my father's almost 80 years old. He's somewhere having a, you know, ho-ho dipped in, you know, a milkshake or something, <laughs> but his energy is he believes that he's, it doesn't, he's fine. And his attitude is so jolly and laid back about it all. It creates this experience that transmutes any of the negatives, you know, in, in a way it's more, it's like uh, Dr. Bruce Lipton, who I had on, on my podcast. Um, he wrote a book called the biology of belief. And I I recommend everyone check it. Or if you don't read the whole book, there's an hour, like, um, uh, not Ted talk, but like he's on stage, you know, giving the whole summary of it. You can find it. If you search biology, I believe it's around an hour on YouTube, highly recommend it because it shows you how the science of what's happening with your, your consciousness. And so, you know, I, I, what's a good story to start telling instead of seeing, Oh, I could never do it. Cassandra does. And she's so good at this, that, or the other. And of course, you know, or this person on Instagram, look at them and, you know, I could never do that or be like that. And I say, the story that I tell is, wow, I admire this thing, or I want this thing. I'm such a close vibrational match to it that it's actually showing up in my movie. It's in front of me. 
in uh, bumping up against me out of infinite things vying for my attention. Billions of things are happening all around you that you're filtering out and you're perceiving this thing that you admire. Congratulations, you're, call you're that much closer to it. You're calling it to you because it is an extension of you. So that's one example. Start, start telling good stories. That's, you are, abracadabra translates to I create as I speak. Your words are your wand. You are spelling. You are casting a spell with the words that you use and the story that you tell. So get good at it. Hallelujah. I love it. I Amen. love it. I love it. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> that is the truth. And um, Brandon, so is giving us um, access to his book, The Golden Key. So you all will be able to download it for yourself. All of the links will be below. Um, Brandon, do you want to share with them a little bit yeah. about the unique uh, proposition you have with this book? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, so what I decided to do, part of the dream that I talked about earlier was I want to gift the book. Um, you know, my, the most abundant thing I think I can do, I call it the good kind of selfish. If I help you to remember your power, since you are an extension of my consciousness, I will feel the energetic repercussions of helping you. So I'm selfish, uh, the good kind of selfish. And so I want to empower as many people as I can. And so I thought the easiest way to do that is to allow them free access to my, really the book, as you can see, I'm pretty verbose. I mean, my own podcast, um, Positive Head, I have over 1500 episodes. And so what the book is though, is all of 25 years of deep exploration distilled into a hundred pages uh, to read or three hours if you listen to the audiobook. And so what I want to do is give you access to both or either uh, with, if you go to goldenkey.gift and you use the uh, golden key code divine downloads at checkout, you can get the audio and or ebook as uh, our gift, uh, Cassandra and I teaming up to give you mm -hmm. the book. And then you can create your own gift code if you decide to do so and gift it with, to others. And then what I've decided to do is to really walk the talk in, in spreading abundance. Uh, if at the end of the book, I invite people to play a game, uh, an abundance manifestation game that entails them um, op totally optionally paying something for the book after reading it, if they want to play this game. And then if someone decides to do so, I give half of that to whoever originally shared it with them. So it's just all about, oh, let's do this fun game and give it away. And if people play that, you know, ever put any tiny sort of energy into the, into the game, cool. Let's just give it back to all the people that helped to co-create it. And um, so, yeah, I'd love for you to participate at any level that you feel like, <laughs> you know, many, many people just listen to the book and never share it or, you know, great, perfect, you know, whatever, whatever uh, you're inspired to do. Well, I love it. And it's such a, a fun, unique way of, um, of, of being an example of what you're teaching. And I encourage anybody that's listening that is, and I'm sure all of you by now are like, I need to get this book and I need to listen to it or read it. Um, it pick even just one friend. Like if you have one friend that you think that you, you know, you love to talk about this stuff, the kind of friend that also listens to these kinds of podcasts and stuff. I think it's so fun when you read a book like this with a friend and then you get to have like those juicy conversations and unpack it together. Um, so create your own code and share it with at least that like one friend, if not, hopefully maybe you have more than one friend, but one friend is still something to really appreciate. Um, and it can be fun because you guys, I find that, you know, having someone that you can even bounce off the exploration of these ideas with really helps them sink deeper into your consciousness. And then you serve as reminders for each other. Right, as you're walking, and you never movies. know who you're affecting. You know, apologies for for interrupting, but yeah. I, you got me excited there. It's like I heard Charles Eisenstein. If you know who he is, um, I was on uh, at an event with him once, and I remember him saying, "Who is more important, Gandhi or Gandhi's grandmother who raised him?" Because you don't know who you're affecting, you know. And so, if you share it with one person, that one person could be the future president of you know solar system, you know our whole universe who knows you know if you've seen the foundation uh you know where they end up being the 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 ruler of uh thousands of planets you never know, you know? <laughs> you never they know. could have a lot of it they could have a lot of influence exactly you never never know and brandon where can people find you on social media or on the interwebs yeah. to follow up more with you 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So goldenkey.gift and use uh, divine downloads is, is your free code. And then, um, of course, my podcast, Positive Head, is everywhere that you get your podcast, wherever you're listening to this, you probably will find Positive Head as well. Um, and, and if you go to positivehead.com, I have a really fun game with the universe, the Y-O-U universe, um, where you can sort of play this game to get, uh, you know, I've done a lot of episodes, like ask for what, what do I need to hear the most? And then put in the first number that pops in your head and you'll get an episode. And oh, so it's really a fun that. way to to co-create with the universe and it's so wild what will come up for people a lot of times when you meet it halfway like that so that's something that i encourage people to check out and i also did a late night style you know uh talk show that's got you know opening monologue and musical performance and visionary artists you know live painting and interview and retreat guests and you can find that at optimistic.tv spelled like mystical optimistic and um yeah. And then of course that that's uh, also on in social media, you know, uh, Instagram, whatever. I'm not super active, but I am on there doing things from time to time. Uh, and you can, yeah, search my name, uh, Brandon Beecham and find me. You know, awesome. And we'll put links to everything below. So you guys can just click on the show notes and, and, and explore. Uh, thank you so much, Brandon, for being on the show. So much beautiful wisdom flowing through today. And I'm so excited for everyone to listen to this and, get all the downloads so thanks so much for ha for having oh, me <laughs> thank you so much for creating the space for me to share and you know um experience my own dharmic path of sharing this <laughs> this insights and so it's it's such an honor and pleasure and i couldn't do it without you so thank you all <laughs> for tuning in as well thanks for having me in your movie <laughs> yeah exactly you, you said it